I heard there was a new podcast Oh, people here download it fast You've got to hear Cypher Podcast Cypher Podcast Cypher Podcast Cypher Podcast Cypher Welcome to the third edition of the Cypher podcast. Um, I'm hoping a few of you have tuned in for the last couple of days, but if it's your first uh, time listening to the Cypher podcast, a warm welcome to you all. Um, What we've been doing over the last couple of weeks with the Cypher podcast is going through Romans 8, which is a great passage about um, new beginnings and about uh, God actually bringing salvation to the whole of creation. And he's reconciling us all back to himself and all of creation. And that's really exciting. It's a really great um, message of of the gospel and the truth of what God has in store for us. So we'll be taking up um, Romans 8 from verse 18 today, looking at one of my favourite parts of the Bible uh, about future glory. Um, And we're going to look at what Paul has to say um, about creation and how God is trying to uh, reconcile and is in the process of reconciling the whole of creation and not just us. So I'm going to read through and then share some thoughts. And there might be something that you want to meditate on yourself. Any questions, just uh, come and come have a chat to me at some point. So here we go. Verse 18 through to the end of 27. If you want to read um, Romans 8, 18 to 27. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly inwardly, as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our heart knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. That's a great passage of scripture, that, and such a powerful uh, image of how God is transforming um, the whole of creation. Now, some of this is hard to understand. Um, Romans is a hard book, and there's no getting away from that, really. Um, 
But I'm just going to share some thoughts about what Paul is trying to get to the bottom of here. So he's talking about creation, waiting for God to um, be liberated, liberated for its bondage and decay and transformed into the kingdom that God has planned for it. We know that Jesus was passionate about the kingdom of God and at All Saints Church, um, it seems like every other sermon Ian does is on the kingdom of God. And that's because Jesus was passionate about the kingdom of God. Uh, so I'm not having a go at Ian, you know, he's great. Um, he's doing what Jesus did, actually. It might be quite repetitive at times, but Jesus always preached on the kingdom of God and transformation of our lives, but also uh, much beyond that as well. Because the gospel is not just about transformation of us as people, it's a transformation of the whole of uh, God's kingdom, every every part of it, all the living creatures, all of uh, the world. You know, the world is, is, it says here that it's subjected to frustration. Okay, so that what what's going on in the world? What What is this frustration? You know, how can the world be frustrated? You know, well, it, it's a bit of personification. You know, the world cannot literally be frustrated because that's a, that's a living thing, isn't it? That's a human uh, thing to be frustrated with something. But it was, it was subjected to frustration by the will of the one who subjected it. So God cursed the ground. When Adam and Eve, back in Genesis, when they sinned, God cursed the ground um, because there was division between us and God and the world and God. And, you know, he needed, we, we, we needed to, to be reconciled. And so does the whole world. So he's, he's about to undergo this whole transformation business. And it's, it's really crucial that we understand what he's doing. So the world is subject to uh, frustration. Jesus goes on a whole rant in, in the Gospels about, um, you know, how uh, as we go on through life, we'll have more earthquakes, more volcanic, volcanic eruptions, um, more tornadoes, more hurricanes, all of these natural disasters, tidal waves that we hear about in the news. All of these things are going to increase in magnitude as time goes on. And it, it all relates to this uh, creation being subjected to frustration. It's evidence of our sinful world. It's evidence of a fallen world. And not only do we find that evidence in the way people act, in the way people sin, but the world shows it as well. And we also have an animal kingdom in turmoil. Those of you who have pets, you know, actually, I imagine that you've seen your pets do some silly things in the time. And also, like, they're, they're not innocent, are they, pets? No more innocent than you and I. Like, a lot of things are wrong with our, with our animal kingdom and, and with our creation. And God wants to uh, liberate all things and, and bring it under uh, our authority as the children of God. So he uses this unusual analogy uh, that he's really into, bizarrely, being a man. He talks a lot about uh, being pregnant. I don't know if Paul ever had children. I'm guessing he didn't. Um, but you never know. You never know what he did. But he seems to talk about this a bizarre amount of the time, um, which I'm not really sure I understand why he does that. But I think it's got something to do with, um, actually, the, the childbirth is one of those pains that is, it's an enduring pain, but then when it finishes, there's new life. So that there's a struggle, there's pain, but out of that comes life. 
and and that is the essential thing here so we're, we're struggling at the moment the world is struggling creation is struggling and we're eagerly waiting to become children of god and the whole of creation is longing to be transformed into the kingdom of god in, in revelation it talks about a new heaven and new earth this world is waiting to be touched by god and created into a new eden into a new uh, kingdom and so we are waiting and the whole of creation is waiting too and that's the crucial part of what he's saying in this passage so we're waiting for god to adopt us as children and that's that's what uh, jesus spoke about when he's talking about being born again it's about being born of god and becoming part of god's kingdom and living under his rule and that is the ultimate um, aim of, of all things uh, that that god is after so this this bit about um groaning uh, you know the spirit helping us to to pray groaning for us uh, that words cannot express now this isn't something um i've seen a lot of i'll be honest with you um I've seen a lot of groaning, that's for sure, but I'm pretty sure it's not groaning of the spirit. Um, I just, uh, you know, groaning is, is is one of those things. Sometimes when we're so into prayer and we just get into that, that zone, you know, that ecstatic zone where God is really just powerfully moving us with compassion through his spirit, that we just begin to just groan. Like we can't even say words because the Holy Spirit is just doing so much in us that we just groan to, to pray to intercess over things in life over people and we just groan through the holy spirit the spirit prays for us it's kind of like um speaking in tongues like the speaking in tongues is um is the holy spirit speaking through us through a language that we don't understand so it it almost short circuits the brain it short circuits the mind so that we don't put all of our, you know, uh, stamp of our own taste on it or our stamp of our own ideas or will. We're just allowing the spirit do it through us. And that's not like um, God's like taking our personality out of things. It's just him uh, giving us a gift uh, to be able to do something when we can't do it. So the Holy Spirit works through us to allow us to pray for things when we just don't have the answers. You know, if you're in a really difficult situation, you know, just imagine you're praying for billions of people without food. You know, how do you find the words to pray for that? So tough. You know, creation is in turmoil and it's, it's hard. It's really hard to think about how we can do anything about that. And so God gives us this gift of the Holy Spirit. And it says that he searches our hearts and our mind. And he allows us to pray with the Holy Spirit. And the key thing here is in accordance with God's will. And, and that, again, that's the same with praying in tongues. God allows us to pray into things that is, are his will. Because how often do we pray for things off our own back? We pray for things that we want to happen. They're not necessarily God's will. Whereas this is our way of praying and not putting our own slant on it. And not having our own agenda, but just praying out with with the Holy Spirit as our aim. And and amazing things will happen. 
So this is a great passage of scripture, not an easy one to get our heads around, um, but some great truths in there. Uh, I hope you can take those away and have a think about them. Uh, last week, something really uh, upsetting happened in the news. I don't know if you if you read about it or heard about it. Um, uh, football manager Gary Speed uh, was suffering with depression, and sadly, he he killed himself last Sunday. Um, it's just it's just a, a horrid story, really. Just a really upsetting uh, story. You know, I was reading about him, and I, I knew him obviously before he died. Um, from like watching him on telly and stuff and, and, he, and reading reviews about him and things like that. Uh, as, as much as I could have known him uh, without actually meeting him, I knew a bit about him. And, you know, this newspaper I was reading about him last week was saying that he had uh, a young family. You know, he had a, a, a lovely wife, two young kids, happily married. He had a, a lovely house in Chester. Um, he had a great job. He'd been given an MBE from the Queen. Uh, so he was highly respected, you know. He had, um, by the world standards, he had everything. He had things that people kill for, and yet depression got the better of him. And it's just such a sad thing. It's just a sad thing that he has, um, you know, he as someone who had everything was still overcome by depression and this sense of feeling of. What is life about? I, I just don't get it. You know, I've seen what the world can offer. But I just... Something's still not right. And um, it just really got me thinking. And I just think we have everything. We could have all the things that we could imagine ever to have. All the possessions. All the friendships. All the relationships. Everything. Even if it was perfect things wouldn't be right and it's it's really tough it's really really tough but everyone at some point in their life asks the question what is this what is the point of this what's the meaning of life what is the meaning of this and some people just can't come to the conclusion some people can't answer the question and for some people it's just too much to bear but as Christians we have a truth we have a truth of a God who loves us and cares for us. And key, the key part of it is that Jesus is everything that we need. If you go through John's gospel, Jesus is always talking about who he is and what he can do in our life. He uses a lot of these I am phrases. There's about eight of them in John's gospel. I am the bread of life. I'll give you all the energy that you need, all the fulfillment that you need. And you will eat and you will be satisfied. I am the water of life. Drink of this fountain and you will never go thirsty. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus was offering life to a people who didn't know what life was. And he's still doing that today. He gives us hope beyond the grave. And he finishes his I am sayings with I am in, in the Hebrew, it means I am God. I am is the name for God in the Hebrew. I am God. He is our God. And he has everything that we need to satisfy us. 
and fulfills our every need. And that's great. That's great. So if you want to know what Jesus has for you, just read John's Gospel and see what Jesus says about himself. Look at what he says and look at what he offers. And the key thing is he offers life and fulfillment. So I'm going to play a song for you now um, from a singer called uh, Caleb Clements. He's from America. And the song is called Only You Can Satisfy. And it's just a really powerful song about what God can do in our life and how other things in, in our life uh, have temporary uh, meaning and temporary um, uh, goodness. But they eventually, you know, they fall down and they falter, but God never does. God satisfies. And that's, that's just a, a great truth. And that's, that's the truth that we can tell to other people and give away. Which is just, just brilliant. Because people need to be satisfied. People need to know that there is life. And life in its fullness. As Jesus offers us. So, so have a listen. Just meditate on this song. And just know that God can satisfy your every need. And your deepest desires. And know that God longs to satisfy those needs. This is Only You Can Satisfy by Caleb Clements.
So Lord, I just pray that you would um, you would satisfy our every need, Lord, and that you would just come and take your place as King of all creation, that we would worship and adore you, and just live off of your presence, Lord, and be filled, Lord, by you, you the bread of heaven. The water of life, and the Lord of all creation. Amen. <laughs>